Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The War Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, The Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Hey, hey. How y'all doing? Hey, hey, hey. Be yeah. mad in the place to be, baby. It's going great, man. I always love to be with you guys. We appreciate you. Appreciate you. Let's let's not waste time. We have a lot of information to cover. Uh, Auburn ended the day with some good news on the recruiting front. Mm. Uh, Auburn picked up its fifth commitment of the 2022 recruiting class. And and if I butcher it, forgive me, but it's Wilkie Denod. That's how I do it, but I'm, I'm telling pronunciations too, so your okay, okay. guess is as good as mine. Yeah, yeah. Wilkie Denod. Some, yeah. Okay, something to, like, I just had a feeling like I'm butchering it to, to the high heavens. But uh, Auburn picks him up. He's a four-star strong, uh, strong side defensive end. And he is coming in as the 32nd rated uh, at his position in this class. Uh, he's also the 68th best player in the state of Florida. Last year during his junior year, he uh, he picked up 55 tackles, 14 tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, an interception, and a fumble recovery uh, in his junior year. Chose Auburn over Tennessee, Florida State, Indiana, and his commitment currently gives Auburn the 63rd best class per rivals at the current time. Here's more information on him, uh, his his measurables. He's, of course, out of Fort Pierce, Florida, John Carroll High School. When I uh, saw John Carroll at first, I was like, wait a minute, he's from Birmingham? But that's different John Carroll. So, different yeah. John Carroll. I know, Carroll. right? That's the different. first thing I thought, too. Yeah. Uh, but he he is our latest commitment. B, B, Matt, give us a little bit of background information on him. What was the recruiting process with him? We know, of course, one of the big stories over the past week or so was we missed out on Keldrick Falk, uh, who is is out of the state to uh, Florida State. But talk about this guy's commitment and how early were we in on this guy? What was the plan for him in light of Falk? Uh, and, and give us the backstory on this. Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close, uh, not too close. 
when the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boy's underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boy's provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. Well, Rock's been on him for a while, and um, the schools that he really narrowed his list down, he had about uh, 16, I think, uh, 16, 17 offers. It came down to Auburn, Tennessee, Florida State, Indiana. Um, I, I think Auburn's need at that position, right, that they lose all but one um, edge coming back next year. Dylan Brooks is the only guy coming back, and we really don't know a whole lot about him um, other than what we hear you know, from coaches or other players, but we haven't seen him play yet in the college. So uh, I think that was an important pickup. And the important things to know about Wilkie are um, he's one of those guys that could play above his rating, right? He is a four-star, which is good. And now all five of Auburn's commits are four-stars, which is also good. Uh, the only reason they're 61st or whatever it is now is because they just don't have enough of them. And, you know, maybe that changes this weekend uh, with Big Cat. I think it will. Um, but he's he's a little bit raw, right? He's played basketball. Uh, he does the discus and shot put, I believe, for the track team. Uh, so he doesn't train full-time like a lot of these guys do um, for football. And also, John Carroll's a little bit of a smaller school. So you're getting a guy that, um, you know, you give him a year or two in Auburn's training system, concentrate on football, he could really develop into a, a, a very good football player. And Auburn did recruit him as an edge player, and that's where he's going to start out. But uh, as Coach told me today, that um, 6'4", 250, he gets a training program, he could end up putting on 20 or 30 pounds easily and, and being a – uh, a de-tackle, de-tackle type. We'll see uh, how that develops. The other good thing for him, and I think for Auburn, is he's graduating in December and rowing at Auburn in January. So he'll have a chance to come in and compete and possibly help Auburn right away, which is what they need at the edge position. Getting in in the, in the spring is huge for a lot of these guys to get ahead of the game in terms of, you know, getting in that weight room and starting to get your body acclimated to what, you know, where it needs to be at the SEC level. So that that's, that's encouraging to hear. Yeah, and... Yeah. um I would say that Auburn's probably going to sign four edges in, in this class, and that mm-hmm. includes high school guys, maybe a JUCO guy, and most likely, uh, unless they get like instant impact five-star type edge guys, like a Reuben Bain who, who's from Miami who visited Auburn, but probably going to another school. We'll see. Um, but if they do land some of those guys, but if not, they can uh, you know hit the transfer portal and would we'll probably hit it in December right away to try to get a difference maker. What's been your take on Coach Rock? Uh, he's one of the the newest assistants on this staff. Um, in your conversations with him, what 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 kind of feel do you get for him, and what kind of coach is Auburn getting at that at that position? A great person, a guy that really relates well to players, recruits, media like me, everybody. He just has that great personality. Um, a, a guy you respect that's paid his dues uh, in the business so far has worked his way up to a school like Auburn as a you know an, an edge coach and a guy with some really good ties to South Florida. Uh, I think he was at FAU or FI, FIU. I'm not sure which one, but he's at one of those schools um, before he came to Auburn. So he's got some good ties down there uh, and just all around good guy and um, maybe not as well known as some of the other coaches on the staff and needs to build up his, his reputation as recruiting the SEC. But um, he's a guy that I think uh, can take a, another step forward. You know, he's, he's having an opportunity to, to coach Derek Call and Echo Lugoto for uh, for this year, which is going to help him, and he has a chance to put together a really good class in 2023 uh, with those you know big openings with 
three scholarship guys leaving plus plus a walk on that could be in the rotation. What's this say about the narrative? There's been a narrative out there about them not being able to close guys, getting guys on campus but not being able to close. Is this maybe signaling a turning of the tide in in, in that area? I think it helps. And if they can follow this up by getting two or three more commitments over the weekend or maybe one or two after, uh, you know, Big Cat, I think that would really help. If they can get close to double digits going into the fall, that would be a big boost to them because uh, mm. that's what they need. They need they need to get some momentum in recruiting. They need to start out well in September, go 5-0 and 4-1, and, and, and that's going to send a message to all those recruits that haven't committed or maybe some guys out there that Auburn is still recruiting that – committed to other schools like Keldrick Falk, who committed to FSU a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, right, Auburn's going to keep recruiting him. Bo Ugly, uh committed to Auburn. I mean, committed to Georgia, has been to Auburn five or six times, will be in for Big Cat. Uh, you know, maybe that's another flip candidate uh, to watch this weekend or, or maybe into the fall. We'll see. But, yeah, I think um, if things go well, you can make the argument that things could turn around quickly for Auburn. It's still a very good school, still thought of well. We know how it sells itself when you get recruits on campus. All this program needs right now is a little bit more stability in the coaching staff. People believing that Brian Harson is the man, and he's the man that's going to be here for a long period of time. How important is the month of September um, in terms of recruiting? In terms of uh, Harson made some some definitive uh, statements at media days last week. Uh, Mike G asked him about recruiting and the negative recruiting, and he responded with one word: "Just watch." Right. That's the word he has to recruit. So in your opinion, how critical and crucial is the month of September, particularly uh, the Penn State game that I'm pretty sure some of those guys have circled on the calendar? How critical is it to that game day atmosphere, winning those big games and starting off hot? Do you think will play, pay dividends towards recruits? That was big. And that was the, actually the first thing I wrote about from SEC Media Days was, was that question and the watch thing. I thought, thought that was uh, important. And, you know, I don't think September is usually a very important month for recruiting because there's usually not a lot of great home games, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, most top kids make those decisions in July and June and August, right? And put uh, put it away, put recruiting away for their season. And then if they hadn't made the decision, they get back to it in November, December. But in this case, for Auburn, I would say September is important because they have those five home games going to October 1st against LSU, of course. Um, and they have that opportunity to get off to a great start. And you do that combined with some good recruiting, and that just changes the whole narrative with Auburn. So I'd say for Auburn this year, it's vitally important. Yeah, you know, we interviewed, uh, Ike and I interviewed Keontae Scott, and he talked about coming to the Iron Bowl and how that environment was like, whoa, I got to play here, even in a loss. I'm here. We heard some noise that uh, Jordan Hare might be a blue out for the Penn State game. You know, again, you're talking about there's not a lot of great games in the month of September. You know, people are getting their cupcakes in. Uh, it'd be huge if they can create an Iron Bowl-type atmosphere for Penn State. Yeah. Uh, for some of these recruits, man, to, to, to try to get them envisioning playing, you know, being great on the planes, I think. Absolutely. You know, it is a 2.30 kickoff, which, you know, you'd love it if it, if it was, um, you know, a little bit later in the day, maybe a night game. But um Damn it, yes, CBS. That, that should be a big one, right? And um, <laughs> it's Auburn, all Auburn, all Orange, I think, uh, for that game. Okay. And then, of course, you got LSU at home. They haven't set a time uh, for that. You hope that's a night game. I, I, I freaking love playing LSU at night. That's just mm. me. It's just, it's just that game belongs at night, in my opinion. But um, those two games especially, and Missouri too, in, in some ways, although it'll probably be an early game, uh, that atmosphere at Jordan-Hare is as good as you'll see around the country. Uh, even though it's you know eighty five thousand or eighty six thousand, not a hundred and whatever thousand, but still the atmosphere is incredible. 
and it's so important to get as many kids here as possible. And, um, uh, you know, that September game against Penn State and then LSU uh, a couple weeks later are going to be really important for recruiting. Um, we're going to talk about, I, I know, see Big Cat coming up here in a second. I do want to grab this super chat just because it is related to recruiting. Uh, Thomas Jones says, has anyone heard that Georgia O-line transfer Clay Webb is coming to Big Cat weekend? So we're going to pivot to talking about that. Have you heard anything about that at all, B-Matt? First, I've heard of it, but that, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, Clay, I think he entered the transfer portal a long time ago. And when he first did, uh, you know, I thought Auburn would be a, a candidate there, but he's been radio silent for a long time. He's from Oxford, um, I think, originally. was a, I believe it was a five-star center coming out. I can remember seeing him at Auburn's camp when he was a ninth grader and him catching my eye. Uh, that's how good he was back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. He's had a, he had a lot of connections to Auburn, and that was one of those that, you know, they just missed out on him uh, in recruiting. Uh, an, another kid from in-state that Auburn couldn't close on, but – that would be terrific if they could find a way to get him back. Um, don't know that he would be eligible to play right away, uh, do the rules, although you know maybe a waiver comes in or something. Who knows? They seem to be handing those out like candy right now, the NCAA. Now, uh, this staff, I will tell you, does feel pretty strongly that there are going to be those kids that come back around come December. Yeah. You know, uh, it didn't work out. We missed on them. They went and they found out that Tuscaloosa smells like poop like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're going to come back. They're going to come back to Auburn. I think I think it's going to happen. So, you know, hopefully they get off to a, a good start here uh, in September to help bolster uh, those efforts. Well, they, they, they're saving extra scholarships for that period, uh, November, late November through December. Okay. To ju- sort of try to jump on, you know, the top transfers at the, at the need positions as quickly as possible and, and not be caught, you know, kind of like, hey, wait, don't forget about us, right? You know, you got to get on those guys you know, within minutes of them entering the portal. I've got to know ahead of time, really. Uh, So that'll be really a crucial period for Auburn, too. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. William Holman asked this question. He's saying, was he the uh, Georgia O-lineman that got into some weird trouble? Um, You hear anything about that, B-Matt? I barely remember something about that. Yes, there was some some sort of off-the-field issue with him, but... I don't pay attention to Georgia as much as I do uh, with Auburn. I think that was a couple of years ago, and yeah. um, it didn't cause him to be kicked off the team. That I, I recall, but I don't recall the um, circumstances with that. But yeah, I think that I think that um, viewer is absolutely correct on that. Yeah, I, I, Harson, they haven't given me the impression that they're prone to taking behavior issues. So, like, if right. they're recruiting him, I'm sure he's been vetted, and uh, you know they've cleared whatever issues may have been public there. Um. You mentioned Big Cat. Let's talk about it. Is this upcoming weekend, Be Matt? Uh, people want to know: Are there some surprises? What are some knowns? Kind of share share high level what to expect with Big Cat. Yeah, so um, should be a really big group of 2023s and 24s, maybe some 25s too. Um, just some guys to keep an eye on. Um, a couple flip candidates. Uh, I mentioned Bo Ugly earlier. He is the big offensive tackle, six seven, over three hundred pounds from from. Uh, Langston Hughes in Georgia and also a Georgia commitment. And then Ashley Williams is another edge. He's from Zachary, Louisiana, K-1 
committed to Nebraska, but I think Auburn is making a strong push for him now. And I would not be surprised if he was uh, a possible flip here over the weekend. And then local cornerback J.C. Hart, who I personally really like a lot, who is not only a terrific football player, but like a superstar academic uh, achiever, um, has plenty of offers from Ivy League schools. He will be here, and I think he's a guy that Auburn's in pretty good shape for right now, too. Um, some 24s to watch. Amon Lane is the DB from Moody. I think he's a possible commitment uh, this weekend. Sterling Dixon, uh, we will see. He's the edge from um, Montgomery Catholic, uh, 24. I felt like uh, there's a chance he could commit this weekend, but he got offered by Alabama a few days ago, so that's one just to keep an eye on uh, to see if Auburn's still a team to beat there. And then um, – you know, maybe some 24 uh, quarterbacks. We get some movement on them. Aaron Nolan and Adrian Passe are, are two guys that Auburn has very high on their board. Okay. Right. Shifting gears from recruiting, um, we'll definitely may may have to circle back with you to kind of get a recap on on what people need to know coming out of Big Cat. We'll definitely uh, be tuned and plugged into that. Uh, let's talk about some other news. Uh, Auburn actually, we talked about this a few weeks back with the hire of Drew Fabianic who was brought in as a longtime scout for the Dallas Cowboys to be Auburn's GM and director of scouting and development. Um, he wasted no time these these following couple of weeks by making a hire himself by bringing in Cole Brown. And Cole Brown will be the assistant director of plant personnel. Um, got his start a few years back as a quality control staffer at Eastern Tennessee State University. Uh in 2020, he served as Michigan State's player personnel coordinator. But last year, and one of the things that stands out uh, when this story was announced, was he served as a scouting assistant for the New York Giants just this past year. So another hire out of the NFL uh, to serve in an off-the-field role. Brian, your take on what Harson and staff is doing as it pertains to just scouting, um, development, uh, and and it just recruiting overall. Your your thoughts on this hire or the recent hires, and what does it signal moving forward for Auburn? Well, I think when you're talking about development, I think uh, Harson's been hitting that, uh, you know, checking that box since he's been here, right? The development, the culture. I think he's a, a ten out of ten on those things, and has been from the start. I, I think there's been a learning curve um, recruiting wise, and uh, I don't think that's necessarily all his fault. When you bring a guy from Boise in, you got to have the leadership here at Auburn that helps him, you know, right. Uh, get to this point where he is now. Uh, and I think um, he's learned a lot over the past, what, 18 months now or so, a little bit more than that. And uh, I, I think he's just starting to hit his, hit his stride with the staff. And, um, you know, I, I like what he's done in some respects, especially the last guy who has uh, that college evaluation experience, which I think is so, totally different. You know, the, the um, uh, I forgot his name, but the guy that had from Dallas to be the uh, head of the... Um, Drew. Yeah, yeah. Drew Fabiani. Uh, yes, uh, from an organizational standpoint, I think it's great you're getting a guy from the NFL that has, what, around 20 years of experience. I think that's terrific, right, because he's been there, done that. On the other hand, he spent most of his career evaluating 22, 22-year-old men, right? And, uh, you know, for Auburn to be successful in recruiting, they're going to have to make great evaluations on 14- and 15-year-olds. That's a different skill set. So uh, might take a little time to shift to that or, or, or you know um, – become a little bit better than that. But, you know, he is going to have a staff of guys that are more experienced in that area. So maybe it'll work out for the best. Got got a couple of questions here from the chat. I'm going to start here with Anthony Rudd, who says, B-Matt, have you heard anything about Robert Woodyard? Is he still hurt? 
Uh, he, he was cleared to go, um, and he's here, and um, he could play uh, this ball, I think. Uh, he is one of those guys that uh, I think he came in around 235, 240. Hmm. I don't have the rush right in front of me right now, but he came in pretty thick, and he's a guy that um, is one of those guys he'll stick his um, head in there and, and between the tackles and be a really physical football player. And, uh, you know, Auburn's got a lot of dudes with a lot of athleticism, you know, uh, a lot of strike ability, but they don't have necessarily a thumper uh, between the tackles. And I think that's what he is. And that, that makes me think in certain situations, if he can pick things up quick enough and stay healthy, I think he can play right away. Uh, Auburn dad for life. Appreciate you being on. Says B Matt, I heard we still have a silent commit this weekend. Um, if not, yeah. where was, where was it? Well, those guys I mentioned um, beforehand, uh, I think some of those guys are, you know, quote unquote, or could be, but I don't think it's fair to like say this guy's a silent commit, right? Because that's basically saying he's committed. You know, I'll, I'll let the kids, um, you know, announce that. I'm not saying everybody I mentioned, but some of the guys I mentioned, I feel like have done that. And some of those guys, you know, that's told Auburn they were committed or going to commit, they may change their mind, you know? Right. Uh-huh. Uh, an offer from Alabama a few days ago, ago could potentially change somebody's mind on that. So, so we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. No letters of intent are signed in July. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Walt Taylor, appreciate you being on with us, Walt. He asked, any word on the <laughs> – I see what you did there, Walt. Auburn QB from Memphis. I'm assuming that's Brock Glenn, is he talking about Yeah, there? yeah, Brock oh, Glenn. Brock Auburn Glenn uh, is his name, I believe. Uh, any word on him? I, I think he's a possibility for Big Cat. I'll, I'll believe it when he's definitely here, right? Uh, but he is one to watch. Um, you know, we'll see if Auburn can. It looked like Auburn was a team to beat. Then it looked like it might be Ohio State or Florida State. Uh-huh. And, and now we'll see if Auburn maybe can turn things back around. We'll see. That, that's that's going to be one to watch. Uh, I think it's important that Auburn sign great players like Brock Glenn. On the other hand, I don't think quarterback is necessarily at this moment the biggest uh, need in this class just because Auburn's got four, although, you know, they're probably yeah. going to lose, lose yeah. one or two to, to a transfer once they, they, they name a starter and it's not, you know, some of the other veteran guys. So so we'll see how it works out. But um, I'd say Auburn's in the mix uh, for Brock Glenn, but I'm not ready to call him the favorite uh, at the moment. Uh, Jelani Thurman, um, he committed elsewhere recently, but it seems like he's another one of those guys that the staff is still recruiting hard and has a chance, uh, down the stretch to maybe, uh, get him over to the good guys. Uh, your thoughts on his recruitment and, and what's the thoughts about him right now? Yeah, I think he committed to Ohio state. Um, he is one of those Langston kid used kids who he may, he may be a big cat. We'll see. Uh, several of them are definitely going to be here, including Bo Ugly. Um, and he is a guy I think I put on the list to just to put on flip watch, right? I'm not predicting it, not expecting it, but he is a guy that Auburn's going to continue to recruit, is a top target, is just down the road at Langston News, and will probably be making multiple trips to Auburn before the December 21st signing day. Tim Darden asks, not football, but is Tim Hudson returning? He is not. He is going to take the, I believe it's the head coach position at um, – at uh, Lee Scott. He's going uh, to coach his son, son. I think. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So um, great for him. And the other thing is, you know, a college coach, whether it's baseball, football, whatever, there is a lot of time demands on them, right? And, you know, Tim's got younger kids, so this will allow him more time with his family, too, uh, being the coach over there. And, and as you mentioned, being able to coach his son, too. So, uh, and I would expect Auburn, I'm going to make some calls as soon as I get off here, but I, I think Auburn's going to make the move to replace him. Very quickly. I think they've already got the guy lined up and ready to go. Maybe an official announcement on Monday. 
Yeah, I, I would assume that they waited to even let this work because, you know, listen, Tim Hutchinson, an Auburn guy, they probably waited to let the word get out. He probably told them weeks ago, hey, this is what I'm yes. going to do. Let them yes. get out there and get some groundwork so that they, it could be like a Tim's leaving. We've got a replacement, not even having a gap in that time. Um, so that would be right. my, my assumption. Right. Going back to football, Robert Smith asks, and maybe you know, maybe you don't, Brian, no pressure here. Uh, is Calzada totally healthy? As far as I know, yeah. Um, according to Harson, he was released, um, full contact, ready to go, out there tossing around with those receivers, along with Robbie Ashford and TJ Finley and Holden Garner. I hope that's how you say it. <laughs> but uh, it should be it should be an exciting um, competition. I know you're going to talk about wide receivers, which I think is the most wide open position uh, for Auburn this fall, because I think you can go down that list of wide receivers uh, Auburn has right now, and every one of them, other than maybe. Um, uh, who's the kid that hasn't played uh, for his JJ first three? Yeah, yeah. Other than other than um, uh, yeah, uh, other than him, I just can't see. Um, I can't see. I, I can make the case for just about any other guy to step up and, and take a job this this fall. So that's going to be good. But back to quarterback. I'm sorry for for going in another direction, but um, it's going to be Zach Calzada, in my opinion. That my opinion, you know, may change as we get through fall. And I think uh, Robbie Ashford has a great chance, if he doesn't win the job, to have some sort of um, impact this fall, maybe some kind of package, maybe as a top backup. One last question here, unless any more come in. SS Austin asks, have we heard anything about Emba? Thanos. Yes, I've heard a lot of things about Jeffrey Emba. They've all been over-the-top positive. Um, Things like... I've never seen anybody his size move the way he does. Mm. And I'm talking about it in, in like right. uh, summer workouts, right? Um, still a raw guy, still coming back from an injury, but he's healthy now. Um, but a guy that, if everything we're hearing is correct, gets some playing time early, gets better and better as the season goes on, and eventually could be a real impact defensive lineman for Auburn. Big, big dude. I think he's around 285, if I'm not mistaken, and can really move. So I think he could play, uh, you know, the, the five technique, the defensive end, or slide inside the D tackle too. Uh, Brandy's watching with us. Uh, she's she's on uh, girl Brandy Mac. What's up, hey, Brandy Mac? So she says Tim Hudson's replacement is uh, I'm just going to call him Darren or Daron. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Darren uh, Sean Rock. Uh, he was the former coach at Memphis, and I think him and Butch have coached together at several yeah, places. Yeah, he was he was on the Mississippi State staff. Yeah, yeah, and I think he right. coached at Georgia too. I don't know if he if, if they uh, were at the same, at the same time at Georgia, but uh, I, I think he coached at um, Birmingham Southern, which uh, Butch was at. So anyway, that they they have a long time relationship. I think that's possible. I don't know that for a fact yet, but I'm going to make some calls as soon as we get off here, and hopefully have something more firm on that too. Be Matt. How can people find you, your content, all that good stuff, sir? Well, they can usually find me in the mornings walking around um, my neighborhood with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I hope no one Auburn. finds you that way because that's a little creepy. That, that, <laughs> that, that, is, that, that sounds true. creepy and that's scary. True. That's true. <laughs> Online, they can find me at AuburnSports.com. Follow me on Twitter at BMATAU.